we've got one last chance as white people to straighten things around in this country. And if we don't do it soon, and if we don't do it massively, then there's going to be, it's going to be Armageddon, that nothing is really going to change unless I do it, unless the trombone player does it, unless the guy sitting and watching the television with a beer can does something about it. Last week's podcast wasn't particularly um, upbeat or happy or enthusiastic in any way, shape, or form. And this week's isn't going to be much better because this week I am angry. And I'm angry about something that I said that I would never talk about on my podcast. Um, Racial issues politics, uh, systemic racism specifically. I I didn't want to talk about that on my podcast, not because it doesn't matter, but because I wanted to keep this a fun place to have discussions about fun things. Um, So let me give you one fun thing. Um, Tom Brady, the unofficial sponsor of my show, broke a record this week. Um, His Return to New England is the highest selling ticket in NFL history. And that's about all the good news I have for you right now. Um, So you're probably wondering why I opened my podcast with um, um, Marlon Brando audio from 1968, which is, I don't know math very well, but um, significantly long time ago. And it doesn't sound like much has changed since Marlon Brando made um, those comments because not much has changed. Yesterday, uh, Texas executed Quentin Philip Jones by lethal injection after months of celebrities and politicians and private citizens like myself from a different country calling for um, clemency on his behalf. Um, He died for no reason. Um, Quentin Phila Jones was not an an innocent man and he would not tell you that he was an innocent man either. He was convicted of killing his aunt uh, in 1999 and um, he was, you know, sentenced to to, to the death penalty and it's been 21 years and people started asking that, you know, he be granted clemency and be allowed to spend the rest of his natural life in prison instead of dying. But apparently this fell on uh, deaf ears, despite heavy support from Sarah Paulson and the one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life, the amazing, incredible Mandy Patinkin, who spearheaded the um, petition to grant clemency for Quinn. Um, I signed it and so did 175,000 other people. And those are just the people who knew that the petition existed. That doesn't mean that these are the only people who thought that clemency for Quinn would have been the uh, appropriate, um, appropriate action. But um, Governor Abbott of of Texas failed to act. The review board declined to give him clemency. And it's, it's obvious that this was done because he was 
a black man and not a white man. Because in 1998, um, the same governor granted clemency to a young man who murdered his mom and sibling on the basis that he didn't want his father to feel any further trauma. Quentin Philip Jones's family is the family of the victim as well. And they begged that he not be killed to spare them of any more trauma. But this was ignored. So yesterday, when time started running out, Mandy Patinkin took action again, and he started asking everyone to call the governor and ask him to grant a 30-day stay of execution so that there could be an investigation made into why Quentin Philip Jones was denied clemency. Um, I called many times and uh, was told that I should mail in a letter. I'm not sure what what that would do because I would have to write a letter with my hand and then I'd have to put it in an envelope with my hand and then I'd have to take it to the post office with my feet, put it in the mailbox with my hand. And all of this is going to take time to get from me, where I am to where he is. And this man has literally three hours to live at the time of this call. And then I'm told, well, we're going to pass your message on to to the governor as soon as we hang up the phone, which I know they didn't do, um, because why would they? And I said, well, when you do, make sure that you let the governor know that I'm a white girl who thinks that this is wrong and who knows that this man is dying because of racial injustice. Um, I get accused a lot by people who don't know me on the internet of, you know, practicing white privilege or having white privilege or whatever. I probably do have some sort of, you know, some degree of privilege for being white because the government and the society has just come to accept like white people as being superior, but that's not necessarily the way I feel about myself. In fact, it's not how I feel about myself. Um, and a lot of people think I'm ignorant because I often say I don't see people as colors. I just see people. And they think that this is me being racist or me trying to cover up the fact that I'm racist. And really what it is, is just that I'm very naive and, um, I wasn't taught to see color and I wasn't, you know, taught that this person's black, this person's brown. That's not how I was raised. I was raised around the people and I didn't know better. And maybe to, to a certain degree, I still don't. And I, I think, I think this might be to my detriment, but I, I still, I still feel like our bodies are just physical vessels that we have while we're here on earth. And I think that souls are all the same. And I don't think that a man deserved to die yesterday because he was black. Um, and so many things just wrong with the whole thing. Uh, like, Quentin Jones um, was executed by lethal injection. And this is the first time in uh, several years, um, I think it's 40 years, that the media was not allowed to be present when a death row inmate was um, executed. Why? Because the the Texas Department of Criminal Justice couldn't be bothered to... um, to call and let the the people know what time they were 
they were going to be executing him. And they ex- actually um, started the execution approximately an hour earlier than they should have. And that's why. <laughs> and um, of course, you know, if, if you were to call uh, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, they would just pass the buck because it's a black man. Um, and if it was a white man, they wouldn't have made, they wouldn't have made the same decision. And I'm, I'm mortified by this. I'm just, I'm disgusted by this, you know, um, reading the, the story of, of Quentin Philip Jones through, uh, through Mandy Patinkin and just everything that he shared. I just came to see him as a human being who made a mistake when he was 20 years old. Um, yes, he did beat his great aunt to death with a baseball bat, um, because he was batshit crazy on drugs and, and he wanted money to buy, um, more drugs. And that's, that's not forgivable. And he didn't forgive himself. And he wasn't asking that we forgive him. He was asking that we, um, assist him in, living out the rest of his life, his natural life in prison. He didn't want parole. He just wanted to stay in prison and live out the rest of his natural life and do whatever good he could from behind prison walls. And that was denied to him. And that's a, this is really disgusting thing because the death penalty has been abolished in most States. And I believe all of Canada And I don't understand how Governor Abbott could have all these people calling in and so angry and just not even grant him the 30 days to have an investigation done on why he wasn't granted clemency. Those 30 days may not have made a difference, but they may have made a difference. And that's that's the sad part of it is that we will never know whether or not they would have made a difference. And I think it's important to let people try to make a difference whenever they, whenever it's possible. And instead governor Abbott went home to his, you know, um, white privilege life and didn't care that a black man was executed last night. Um, And let me tell you, like, people's outlook on justice is so broken. Like we, we see justice now as barbaric and inhumane and it's just, it's not, there's no justice. There's no just injustice. It's just, I don't, I can't even find the words because I'm so angry that this is the way we treat human beings. I think it's like, we just need more like forgiveness and more love and understanding in the words. Like I have no, no other words for this because it's, it's, it justice wasn't served. Like the world is not a better place because he's gone. The world, it, you know, there are people in this world that I have the unfortunate um, burden of knowing exist who are walking around free they are not in a jail cell who are harming children children let that sink in they're white people they're hurting children but we just let it go because who cares their their, their jails are overcrowded we're just gonna look past it but if don't you dare be black and steal like a penny candy from 7-eleven or you're going to jail for life that is it, it's really that bad and I never realized 
how bad it was until Mandy Patinkin opened my eyes a little bit. And um, I'm just devastated for uh, Quentin Philip Jones's family. I'm sad for him, but at the same time, I like to think that his soul is at peace now. And um, I think now is, is the time for us to all, this is why I'm talking about this free press. <laughs> we need to start telling the truth. I'm not a journalist and truth seeking in journalism is very rare, which is exactly why I decided not to pursue journalism in any sort of way, shape, or form, because when I realized what it entailed, I was repulsed by it. And I thought that I could make a bigger difference by going into acting and making people laugh. And so that's what I did. And I'm not acting right now. And I wish I was, but I will again. And and when I do, um, I will feel good about my job. I'll feel good that I'm making people laugh instead of tearing people's lives apart. We, you know, we don't want to see those Bruce Wayne types anymore. Like we're tired of it. The, the Donald Trump, um, it, it's too much. These people have really just made the decision that unless you're white, you don't matter. I was on Twitter last night tweeting my disappointment about what happened to Quentin Philip Jones. And I actually had people messaging me, um, defending Derek Chauvin, who uh, kneeled on on George Floyd's neck for way too long, and and saying that he deserved to be free and I should be in prison because of the way I think. I don't think so. <laughs> I have never done anything to deliberately hurt anyone. Have I hurt people? Yes. Am I perfect? No. But I've never knelt on somebody's neck for several minutes knowing that their air supply was cut off and to know that there are people out there who think that this is okay is disgusting if there are you know 200 people on twitter alone who are able to come to me and say things like that how many people like that exist in america alone racism is a very real thing and i never really realized how real it was until the death of, of Quinn Jones. And that makes me a little bit disgusted with myself because it means that I neglected my own surroundings and I apologize for that. Um, you know, at this point, it doesn't matter about Quinn Jones because we can investigate and challenge and expose the people in power and we, you know, we can report about it, but it's not going to bring him back. Um, I think that Everyone should have access and, and deserves access to trustworthy fact-led news, not Fox News, which is controlled by Donald Trump and people like him who control the narrative. As long as they control the narrative, as long as they have the information, they can bend it and twist it however they want to before they present it to you and you will make a judgment on a person based on what you see on TV. And I may or may not be speaking about someone in my past that I knew who became the subject of, of media attention. Um, you know, it could be talking about Rob Ford, could be talking about anybody. Anybody who has even just like the slightest amount of, of notoriety becomes 
the media's subject. And once they have the information, they bend it and they bend it and they twist it and they bend it again until they sell you the story that this human being is so vile and so disgusting that they don't deserve their own life. And then you go on Twitter and you see people who are like 13 and 14 who have no idea what they're talking about telling these people to kill themselves. And you know what the sad thing is? In some cases, they do. Um, Me talking about this and and my outrage on my podcast, it's not going to change the world. But I hope somebody out there hears it and and I hope it changes their world and their their way of thinking and they go out into the world and try to change somebody else's way of thinking. And the more we do that, the closer we get to um, some sort of united front. I think um, BLM demonstrations have proven that even, you know, it doesn't matter what color our skin are. Are, are is we are sick and tired of being told you know black people are no good white people are no good oh white people are crackers the n-word like all of this is just it's disgusting the narrative is disgusting and i want the narrative to change and i i really hope that the tragic loss of quinn jones is going to change that that narrative guys um I didn't know Quinn Jones uh, and um, Mandy Patinkin did not know Quinn Jones for uh, an extended period of time. I think it was maybe 10, 10 months or so. And in that time, he got to know him so well that he dedicated his time to trying to, to get him out of like death row. Just, just let him live. Uh, Governor Abbott, you're not listening to this, but if you are, I want you to know that you're not God and you don't really have the right to take somebody else's life in your hands and say, oh, I think it's okay if this guy dies today. Cause that's not the, oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm in a, a bit of a mood today. I'm cranky uh, and I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because there's just too much injustice in the world. And this is one injustice that I'm talking about. I'm talking to you about one injustice. If I talk to you about every single injustice that I have seen or even personally experienced, I would be here for the rest of my life. And even just the thought of it makes you want to throw up. You can do something. You can be a voice as Marlon Brando said, it's not going to change unless you and the guy with the can of beer or me and everybody else does something. We all have to come together as a human race and say, we are all the same. And unfortunately, it's not going to be all of us. There are always going to be those people who think that they are more or better or more valuable or in whatever. And those people are always going to exist. But the thing is, is we, we have to just look past them and continue to be nice people. And if we're not nice people, then we should, should become nice people. If we're nice people, we should become nicer people. Um, yeah, that's really it's really it. You know, when, when I hear about uh, white privilege, nine times out of 10, it comes down to a money thing. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said to me, Tom Brady doesn't wear a mask because he's got so much money and he he's white privileged. Tom Brady has so much money because he worked really fucking hard. There are plenty of African-American uh, men in the NFL who some are well, much wealthier than Tom Brady. 
um, Tom Brady chooses not to wear a mask because maybe he believes that wearing a mask outside is toxic. Maybe I agree with him. I don't know. I don't want to tell you because you might come to my house and lynch me because you can't, you can't lynch me on TV because right now nobody would care. Someday they might, but today they don't care. So I'm just really sad about the injustice in America, the, the systemic racism that comes through the government. I mean, yeah, we have a, a beautiful woman of color as our VP, but that's not changing the, the fact that people are still racist. They are disgustingly racist. I actually witnessed at the shopping mall with my mom, a black man and a, a brown man fighting. And one was calling one the N-word and the other one was calling the other one something else. What are you doing? You, neither one of you are are white, which is obviously people believe that white is like the dominant color. So why are you fighting with each other? Why are you causing divisiveness between each other? And my mom actually stepped in and was like, what are you doing? Why are you fighting with each other? You know, another thing, I just, Mandy Patinkin does so much for refugees. Um, and people get mad at that. And they say, well, we don't want to help refugees. Well, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you probably come from a refugee because if my grandfather's mother's family had not come here, he probably would never have been born and I would not be here, which means I am the product of a refugee and therefore I'm an immigrant. Even though my skin is white and my hair is dyed platinum blonde, I am an immigrant as much as any black person. I just just happened to um, be born with uh, milk skin. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Genetics. Um, but yeah, I'm really angry about this. And no amount of calling the governor or writing letters to the governor now is going to change anything. It's not going to bring Quinn Jones back. And worse, it's not going to change his mind or his outlook on, on people of color. Or on maybe on people who he thinks are below him because of how much money they make a year. For whatever reason, it's not going to change. There's nothing that I can do to change the injustice that took place on May 19th, 2021. Just like there was nothing that Marlon Brando could do after Bobby Hutton's funeral in 1968 when he stood up there on the podium and told everybody, what we needed to do to unify the world and everybody looked at him like he was an idiot and for a a great part of his life they treated him like he was stupid and if you listen to the to, to what he said and you go back and you listen to his old interviews about um the natives and the black man you will hear that everything he's saying is coming true today gun violence uh, just everything, just all of it. It's so much to process. And it's so, this is a really heavy subject for me. Um, so yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, maybe if you feel so inclined, you should write a letter to, um, governor Abbott of Texas and let him know that you think that he should change the way he, he thinks about other people. And maybe I'll write one too. And 
it may not change anything, but at least we can know that we tried and trying is better than not trying, right? Okay, so I'm done with that rambling. Um, I feel like my, my, <laughs> my anger is um, amplified a little bit by my PMS. Sorry, I had to put a joke in there somewhere. So next week, I have a guest for you guys. <laughs> so I chatted with him this morning. We had a lot of fun um, chatting about um, Henry Winkler and um, William Shatner and the one time that I pulled down William Shatner's wax figures pants uh, at the wax museum just to see if he was anatomically correct. Um, I'm not going to tell you who the guest is. I'll give you a couple clues. Um, <laughs> he's friends with Henry Winkler and uh, William Shatner. Um, he's fantastic. He's funny. And um, his name is Tom. I don't, I'm not going to tell you anything more than that. It could be Tom Brady. It could be Tom Phillips, Tom Brokaw. It could be any Tom. But it's a Tom. We're going to have a Tom on the show next week. Um, it would have been this week, but there were some technical difficulties that went down and we had to, we did a rehearsal he, as he called it. And, um, but next week we're going to bring you some laugh, laughs, probably at my expense and, um, bring you some information about some incredibly beautiful, um, charitable things that Tom did during, uh, the COVID crisis for my chosen family that which are actors musicians comedians people who who uh, make uh, make us feel better when we're sad um you know and not just the people in front of the, the camera but also the people who are behind the camera the small villages that it takes to make the job look glamorous and easy and fun um so i'm excited to to bring you my my friend tom next week but for now, I am just really hurt for my friend Mandy Patinkin, who um, is, by all accounts, a beautiful soul um, who's heartbroken today because he tried so hard to save someone's life and was not able to do that. And many of us tried to help him do, to achieve that. And um, it's just a sad day. So I am going to leave it with that. If you guys want to talk about this, I'd love to hear what you think. My Twitter is a blonde who talks. As usual, I'll spell it A B L O N D E W H O T A L K S. And let's talk about it. I'm I'm opening up this conversation about systemic racism and about how I might be slightly ignorant to it because I haven't had to um, face it as much as some others have. Uh, full disclosure, my, my father is a racist. And um, despite that, I was able to grow up and not ever look at people and say, I don't like him or her because she's black or because she's, you know, or um, she's Asian or she's from planet Mars because that is possible. I didn't know that's possible because, spoiler alert, I am from planet Mars. I wasn't going to tell you, but now I, I just, I've, I've ruined it. Now you know. <laughs> I am so terrible at mixing my emotions and my comedy. Like, I literally started to laugh 
when my mom told me that my grandpa died and it was the least funniest moment of my life. It was probably the most devastating moment of my life. And um, I just laughed because I didn't know what else to do. (laughs) So yeah, Um, I'm going to let you all go with that and the excitement of having Tom on the show next week. And I'm going to play a little bit more Brando at the end here so that you can just, I can just kind of drive home the point that in 1968, Marlon Brando warned us about the way we would be living today and nobody listened. I am warning you in 2021, how you might be living in however many years it's been since 1968. I should know this like 50 something years. I'm really bad at math. Uh, And I hope that history does not repeat itself. I hope that we've learned from the many um, young black men and women who have died for no reason already. And I hope that Quinn Jones will really drive this home and, um, and that things will change because we, they need to change. If we, if we can't change ourselves, we can't change the world. So like, like Michael Jackson says, you know, if you want to make the world a better place, like take a look in the, in the mirror, change yourself. So I'm going to wake up tomorrow and try to be a better person. Cause I wasn't a very nice person today. Um, just out of anger and, and frustration. And that's because I'm human, but I'm going to try and be a better person tomorrow than I was today. And I encourage you to do the same thing because that's the only way we're going to make the world better. So, uh, yeah, I will have so much fun and so much nonsense next week with Tom, but this week I am just angry and this is my show. So if I want to talk about how I'm angry, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to let my dearly beloved Marlon, who is no longer with us and the show as he should with words that have been said and said and said and said over and over again. But uh, I want you to hear them. Yes, my cat wants you to hear them too. I want you to hear them in his voice because I think that he knew before all of us and I think that he can really drive it home. So yeah, this has been, this blonde can talk about anything. And this is a blonde talking about her anger towards systemic racism. I'm not going to stand up here and make a speech because white people, you've been listening to white people they said they were going to do something they haven't done a thing as far as I'm concerned in re-enfranchising the black man it's up to the individual to do something to force the government to give the black man a decent place to live a decent place to bring his children up in 